Welcome to Picks with the Professor, the show where a real statistics professor gives you sports betting tips. I am your host, Professor Sides. For the latest updates, information, and picks, you can follow me on Twitter at Professor Sides. Today is Saturday, August 20th, 2022. This episode covers all of today's Major League Baseball games. In case you're new here, I built a mathematical model for win probability and totals using hitter and pitcher projections I've created along with weather data in order to make one money line pick on every game that's played seven days a week. Though there are no Sunday shows this week, I do have another special educational tools episode. This one I'm really excited about. It's actually, uh, I'll tell you what it's about. It's, we're going to deep dive into arbitrage, which is a really fun topic if you are unaware of what that is or if you've kind of heard about it but want to know a little bit more. Tune in. It'll be a quick episode. I'll drop that for you tomorrow here on Sunday. Um, Mrs. Professor and I talked about this because she wanted to know what it was and she was getting excited and talking about it as a flight attendant flying around. She's like, okay, what states can I fly to and do this? Because she was getting excited about the idea. So I think it'll be a lot of fun. Uh, so check that out. A special Sunday episode tomorrow on how to arbitrage uh, different sports games. Uh, but again, I, you know, I'm making a pick on every game, especially today, a lot of C plays. Doesn't mean I recommend you make a pick on every game as well. You don't have to bet them all. My goal in this episode is to share key information about today's games, give you a few things to think on, explain why the model or I like or don't like. Maybe don't like is the key here. I'm going to talk about what the drawbacks are in a lot of games. Hopefully you can agree with some of that and stay away from a few games. Maybe if you disagree and you say you still want to play it anyway, right? Uh, we just want to make sure that you're comfortable with the picks that you are making. I never recommend blindly tailing or fading any pick, but rather to hear the justifications and thought processes to make sure you're fully on board, whether it's with me or against me before investing your hard-earned money. And as I go through my plays, remember that there are no locks in gambling, so we'll give you our loves, likes, and lanes to indicate my confidence level with respect to scaling wagers. And as always, please remember that good and bad variants will occur. So as much as I'd like to say it'll be profitable each and every day, that is an impossible reality for any gambler. Holy cow, bad variants yesterday. We got the Cubs in a wild game yesterday afternoon, a nail-biter. They hung on for us, second day in a row. We've got the Cubs winning a one-run game, ending it on a double play, and that was the end of any possible good bounces we had for the day. The rest of the games, 0-5 in one-run games, that's going to tend towards 50-50. Nailed the Marlins-Dodgers, exactly what I was talking about, a low-scoring game, anything could happen, love those big plus odds. The Marlins couldn't get it done. That one, okay, fine, but to lose all of the other one-run games in baseball, Ooh, we were talking about that good and bad variance, but I mentioned this actually earlier this week. Um, when you have the good variance and you're winning the other picks, it makes for those incredible weeks like we've had recently, and that was a lot of fun. I'm just excited that when we have bad variance, it's break even, right? A lot of times when you have bad variance, it means you're losing, but when we have that sort of bad variance like that, losing all those one games, and we still broke even yesterday with the totality of picks thanks to the two acred winners. I mean, that's fantastic. So, I mean, that's exactly what we're hoping for. Uh, we're going to have weeks like this. We're going to have weeks like previous couple where it's just been gangbusters. So, uh, hopefully, we'll get some one-run wins today. And maybe if we, if we win the other picks like we've been doing and get the one-run games, more big days are in store. So, hopefully, we can uh, pull some of those off again. Those are a lot of fun when they when they happen. But, uh, yeah, like I said, just breaking even yesterday after going 0-5, losing every one-run game last night uh, was just incredible. Uh, but before we get to today's slate, some reminders, please hit that like button if you're on YouTube. Also, if you aren't yet, please consider subscribing or following. It's free. And the only way, assuming you turn notifications on to ensure you don't miss any of the college basketball, MLB, or college football content that this channel provides, share with a friend if you know others in the game. Hit me up on Twitter or drop a comment if you're on YouTube. 
I love those and try to respond to as many as I can. And again, a reminder, you partner with Horse Racing Today. For those of you who like to play the ponies, you can find their stuff at horseracingtoday.net. They've got a team of five with over 125 years combined experience in handicapping horse racing. There's an angle they don't know or bias they can't identify. Check out their YouTube shows or their website. Those links are in the description. We've got three games here that'll be morning games if you live out on the West Coast. Otherwise, it'll be early afternoon baseball. We'll start off with the Mets at the Phillies playing a doubleheader. This will be game one. It'll be a warm one in Philadelphia, uh, around 90 degrees throughout the entirety of this game. Wind blowing out at 5 to 10 miles an hour. And that's part of the reason why the model would say to go over in this game. The total's actually 8. The model says 9.3. The ball is going to fly in that park. And these two offenses are decent. I'm not saying I'm, I, I love the over here. Obviously, Zach Wheeler is a fantastic pitcher. And, and Trevor Williams can hold his own. And the rest of those Mets relievers are solid. Um, it's just saying that the conditions are right for an over. So that's something to keep an eye on there. I probably would lean over rather than under, just given the weather, uh, as much as I like Wheeler. And Wheeler's a guy who's not been quite as much on top of his game as of late. Still a 292 ERA, still a fantastic year, just maybe not quite um, up to what we were hoping he would be coming into the season. Still, again, a very good pitcher. Though, like I said, Trevor Williams can definitely hold his own 302 ERA. Now, the underlying metrics say it should be about a full run higher than that. So he's more league average and a guy who's been back in the bullpen at times. And so not a guy that we project to give a lot of depth, but again, the Mets have some solid relievers there as well. Mets of course have an edge on offense. Um, but Zach Wheeler is why the Phillies are favored in this game. They should be favored in this game. The model says they should be favored to the tune of a price of minus one forty. So plus one fifty two with a C grade pick for me on the Mets. Um, only a C grade pick. It's closer to a B edge, but only a C grade pick because uh, these are the types of B grade plays as bigger dogs haven't worked as well. And on top of that, fading Wheeler, again, he hasn't been up to his standards as of late, but he's still Zach Wheeler. And so it's not a play that I want to be too heavily invested in. I'll take a chance on the dog. I think there's value on the Mets. I think it's worth looking at. There's a lot of C picks today that I think are just priced really well. And I would just say, ah, I mean, just stay away from them. This one, I think the Mets are worth a look here, especially if you're getting a number better than plus 140. Um, it's it's just not one that I think is worth a heavy investment, but I do think the Mets are worth a look as good as Wheeler is. He can only do so much. This Mets team is very good. They got a chance to pull off the road win here in game one. Same time slot here, one o'clock. Blue Jays at the Yankees. Again, the model flipped and gave us a winner on the Blue Jays yesterday, which was a lot of fun. Today, we're going to be back on the Yankees at minus 175. It's a B-grade play for me uh, here. We're kind of back to the same old, I think the Blue Jays are overpriced type thing. This one boils down to the model just doesn't like Mitch White. So I think maybe you're lacking confidence or more confident based off of if you agree or disagree with that assessment. The model thinks that Mitch White is just an average pitcher. And I know the last time out, I believe it was the last time out, he looked really good, but the underlying metrics for him on the season still say his ERA should be in the low four. So it's, he's just not a guy that I believe in. He's not a guy that I feel confident in, especially against what is still a solid Yankees lineup can go deep. And again, the Yankees have struggled offensively, but again, that's not going to continue for the rest of the season. Even if they weren't to get Stanton back later, there's no curse of Joey Gallo, right? Like they're going to hit again. And it may not be today. And I totally understand if you're a little bit leery of the Yankees 
today because of the way they haven't been hitting, but that's not going to continue. They're going to get out of it. And at some point, there is just a massive pitching discrepancy here between Cole and White. That's really the bottom line. That's why the Yankees are favored as much as they are. Offensively, the Yankees rating is, I always talk about the Blue Jays, and I don't think they're that good against right-handed hitting. They're above average, but not by a ton. Right now, they're basically about the same with the Yankees offense. The Yankees offense continues to get dinged in the model for their performance lately, but also just for the fact that they aren't completely healthy. So right now, offensively, it's basically a wash. It's rounding error right now here between these two teams. I think they're about the same offensively. I don't really love either offense. I think the Blue Jays have been a little bit overrated offensively all season and the way the Yankees are playing right now. You can't say they're the Yankees of old, right? So I mean, offensively, it's probably a wash. Relievers, it's probably a wash. Again, this just boils down to like I said, I think it's a fairly simple handicap. It's how much better do you think Garrett Cole is than Mitch White? The model says a lot. And that's why the model thinks the Yankees should be favored to the price of minus 189. So minus 175 is pretty good value. And it's enough for me to get that second unit on the Yankees. One of the few games that I'm confident in doing that today. I like the Yankees here. I'm trusting in Garrett Cole. And I'm trusting that again, Mitch White is decent, but not as good as maybe he looked that last time out. Otherwise, it's going to be a warm one in New York around 90 degrees all day long. The wind will be blowing mostly across. It might actually be blowing a little bit in from right field. So just a slight differential there between some of the models and all of a sudden it's a wind blowing in or across. So that could affect things. It'll be about five to 10 miles an hour, but again, it's going to be hot. The ball's going to fly. If you hit a deep fly ball there, it's definitely going to be a home run. Total's actually seven and a half. Model says 8.5. Again, model says the weather's right for an over. That doesn't mean it will. It's similar to the Mets Phillies. You have one side, the pitcher who can kind of hold his own. I don't think that Mitch White's bad. I don't think Trevor Williams is bad. They both are decent. And then really good pitchers with Zach Wheeler and Garrett Cole. So it may not be the most comfortable overs in the world. Maybe if nothing else, maybe you just look at the weather and say, it's just not an under that I want to make. Again, model would say over. So you got to kind of figure out, to me, it's over or pass in both games. Passing again, a reasonable option, but again, the weather is right in both of these games for the ball just to fly, so an under could die quickly, so it's under that I definitely wouldn't make, but again, with those two pitchers, you have to kind of figure out, you know, again, we learn Cole involved in these games, how much do you have confidence in and over, even though the weather, again, lines up for it. Last game here at 1 o'clock, Eastern Angels at the Tigers. Still fairly warm here in Detroit, mid-80s for this one. Maybe by the end of the game, maybe in the mid to low 80s. Winds will be blowing in at about 10 miles an hour from right center field. So uh, knocking the ball down there, kind of counteracting a little bit the warmer temperature. Model says 8.2 for this total. Total is actually 7.5. This is one that I don't think I'd play over. I would just completely stay away from this total. Model says that the weather's warm enough. The Angels relievers are bad enough. Um... Tyler, Ander, Tyler Alexander is not good enough, right? That the model thinks there's probably just going to be some runs accidentally, but given this Tigers offense, not really. I'm not really seeing the one nothing game affects my opinion on this, but I mean, the one nothing game last night, you're just kind of like, yeah, I mean, that's that's not that crazy. So, I mean, it's not, I wouldn't really be going over seven and a half either. So, again, this one, the model might indicate over, but it's total that I think I would just pass on. I don't think I could go under, given that it is a warmer day, but I'm sure not going over with these two teams. So, the total, I think, is not worth an investment. The Tigers, I do think, are worth an investment, though. They're a C-pick. They're very similar to the Mets at plus 150. I think they're worth a flyer. It's not that it's priced perfectly. The model says it should be Angels only minus 140, so the model says the Angels should be road favorites, but not by this much. I mentioned it yesterday, Patrick Sandoval, a very good pitcher. He throws a Maddox last night, staying under 100 pitches for that shutout. He looked dominant. I was hoping he was out of the game at 7th. It was one of the many games I had up on 
uh, you know, I've got four or five screens up at one time. And as one I had up, so I'm kind of paying attention to a lot of different things and look up in the seventh and he's at like 80 pitches. And I was like, holy cow, like this, <laughs> I was hoping he was already at like 110 and he was about to be done and he's just rolling along. Um, you know, Reed Detmers is, is a solid pitcher, but he's just very average. He's not as good as Sandoval. Like I can mentioned yesterday, Sandoval's a good enough pitcher against that Tigers offense. Could have a lot of success, and sure enough, he had a fantastic outing. Detmers, though, is just average. He does have a 345 ERA, but the advanced metrics say it should be in the low four. So he's not that good. Now, he should have some success against the Tigers. I don't think the Tigers are going to put up six runs off of him, but I think the Tigers more likely to score off of him than off of a guy as good as Sandoval is. The Angels should be favored. With Trout back, their offense now gets an average rating. Their relievers are terrible, and that's the place that the Tigers have an edge. Um, obviously, the relievers didn't matter last night, um, not even getting in the game. But Tyler Alexander's not good. A 4 ERA underlying metrics say, say it should be in the mid-fours, and he's not going to give you a lot of length. So, I mean, edge the Angels on offense and edge the starting pitcher. So they should be favored. But on the road, I just don't think they should be favored by this much. Again, models says minus 140. Tigers at plus 150 is worth a look, only a lean, only a one-unit investment here because as an underdog, winning more than we lose, we just don't need to be over-invested. So it's just not one that I feel like is worth that second unit, but I do think the Tigers are worth a look here as an underdog. I think they're lively, just like with the Mets in game one. It's Mets or pass. They are here. It's Tigers or pass. If you want to pass and don't want to take the underdog, I think that makes a lot of sense. But I also think both of these underdogs have a chance to pull it off, and the odds are quite enticing here in this one. Brewers and Cubs, 2.20 Eastern start time. Got the Cubs yesterday wild one. I told you should definitely go over that total of nine. The model said it was should be 10.5. Even at 9.5, should have gone over, and that one went over handily in a fun one there in Wrigley for our one daytime game today. Not quite the same story temperature-wise, um, as it's going to be more in the mid to upper 70s, uh, and a chance of rain, so maybe some delays here in this one. Um, a chance of rain, by the way, by the end of the game in Detroit as well. A lot of rain over uh, different parts of the country. So just a, kind of a thing to keep an eye on. It probably won't rain out any game, but maybe some delays here. Maybe some delays here in Chicago as there's some rain in the area. Winds will be blowing out about 10 miles an hour, though. So it's one where the temperature's not hot, ball won't fly from the heat, but the wind blowing out will help it carry again the park that the wind matters the most in without those uh, bleacher, without the grandstands really out there in the outfield. Freddie Peralta versus Marcus Stroman. Two solid pitchers here, both pretty good. Both rate out about the same. Both ERAs around four. Both of them have underlying metrics. Say it should be more in the mid threes. I like both of these pitchers. Uh, offensively, the, the Brewers are a little bit better of an offense, better set of relievers, but not by that much. On the road, I think the Brewers should be favored. The question is just by how much. I don't think the Brewers should be at this minus 120, minus 125 price I'm seeing. Model says it should be Brewers minus 110, a coin toss-ish type game. I'll take the Cubs at plus 113. I think it's worth a flyer here. Not a huge investment, though. Not really a big enough edge. This is one where I would be comfortable going with a B-grade play on the Cubs like we did yesterday if the odds presented more value. But at this point at plus 113, I just don't think it's worth too much of an investment because the value really isn't there. So, again, Model says it should be Cubs plus 110. If you're around plus 110, the Cubs may be worth a look. But it's just not the greatest investment, in my opinion. It's a coin toss type game, and that's kind of how it's priced. Brewers should be slight favorites. That's kind of what they are. So, again, I think it's decently priced. When I hit the record button, I wasn't seeing a total in this game. Typical 
and for Wrigley, they like to hold off a little bit on the totals until they get closer to the game to see how the weather's playing out. Model says, based off of the weather that we're pulling in this morning, a total of 8.8. .8. So reasonably about a total of 9 makes a lot of sense. You're getting two good pitchers, um, but wind blowing out could cause a few extra runs. So the model just says, you know, if, if you're seeing a price of 9, that seems probably pretty right. It's a pretty likely outcome, and one I'd feel, if I was odds makers, I'd be very comfortable hanging 9 in this one. To that late afternoon slot, two games here, four o'clock Eastern Red Sox at the Orioles. Got the A-grade winner with the Orioles last night in a game that was absolutely drunk. Got to 15 to 10 in about the seventh inning, and then a scoring stop. And I'm thinking, it, it seems about right. You know, if any of you ever had too much alcohol before, right? Sometimes that's the way it plays out, right? Where, you know, you have too much to drink. It's eight o'clock, and you're the guy sitting in the corner of the party. You can barely move because you've had too much. That was this game. They had too much to drink, and the rest of us were still hanging out. But that game was just passed out in the corner, drunk with all the scoring stop. It's just a wild game last night between the Red Sox and the Orioles. Uh, today it sets up for another potential game just like it. It's going to be hot in Baltimore, uh, upper 80s for this one to start, still mid-80s to close, and the winds will be blowing out to left field at 5 to 10 miles an hour. Now, again, a similar situation here. As you talked about one of the previous games, uh, I think it was New York, maybe across, maybe out, so uh, that could affect things, but probably a little bit of a boost to the hitters as it will help carry the ball a little bit to left field. Uh, but it won't be straight away out. So a small wind boost, but again, a warmer day. Two starting pitchers that can give up some runs here. Model says 9.4. The actual hole is 8.5. So model again says to go over just like last night. As I mentioned yesterday, you just never know with the Orioles, though. That they've been more of another team, so it's not a, an easy overplay because the Orioles are involved. But again, according to the model, it likes runs just like it said yesterday. Michael Walker looked amazing in his last start. Um, who knows if we're going to see that again, right? That's the big question mark for this one. 244 ERA in his 14 outings this season. The other line metrics say it should be in the upper three. So a solid year for him. Uh, he's now above average, according to the model. Um, Kyle Bradish, a pitcher that the model does not like. Now, he's not as bad as at 638 ERA. I feel like I see this every time he pitches. Underline metrics have him more in the mid-force. He's not terrible, but he's not good. So, I mean, the Red Sox have an edge here, starting pitcher-wise, and they have a better offense than the Orioles do. Games in Baltimore. I think this game's priced really well right now. Model says Red Sox minus 113. The price I'm seeing is minus 118 on the Red Sox and plus 108 on the Orioles. So, right now, this game is priced perfectly I'd rather be on the Orioles in this one at home plus odds. The Red Sox are a better team, but the Red Sox have been a better team all season, and the Orioles have played above their heads, and the Red Sox have played below expectations. So, I mean, I don't see how this one's any different necessarily. It doesn't mean the Orioles win. It's only a C-grade pick because, again, I just don't think there's a lot of value in this one. But if you made me pick on this one, I'd just rather be on the Orioles. They're a much more fun team to root on, uh, root for, uh, again, at home. Uh, again, they've overperformed all season. So, I mean, I'd be on the Orioles again here. It's just not a great price, in my opinion. So, only a C-grade pick for me in the Orioles at a price like plus 108. If I could get a price like plus 115, that would probably be a B pick for me. I'd be a little bit more excited about that, especially if it get up towards plus 120. Never know what the number's going to do, but at plus 108, Orioles might be worth a look um, at these plus odds, again, at home. But um, the Red Sox have a better starter and still do have a better offense. So it's not like I, I want to go that heavy on the Orioles unless I'm getting uh, better odds than this. 
The other game at this time slot, one of the many one-run games we lost last night. This one in extra innings, Royals at the Rays. It's a similar setup as yesterday. The Rays are massive favorites. They should be massive favorites here. Drew Rasmussen is a much better p- pitcher than Kyle Bubich. Bubich at that 5'11 ERA. I know that metrics say it should be in the mid-fours, but again, not great. Uh, Drew Rasmussen's pretty solid, 280 ERA. Now, again, the advanced metrics say more like mid-threes, but that's still above average. I mean, edge to the Rays here, starting pitcher-wise, edge to them offensively and with relievers at home. The Rays should be favored in this game. I just don't think that they should be as favored by as much as they are here tonight. Model says 173, so it's Royals or Pass. It lines up very similar uh, to... The Tigers earlier and the Mets earlier. It's Royals or pass. The odds are just out of control a little bit here on the Rays. It's only a C-grade pick for me on the Royals. There is a little bit of an edge here at plus 179. Again, when the model says it should be plus 173. So a tiny bit of an edge. I think the Royals are worth a look, especially depending on the price you can get here. They got a chance to hang in there in this game. But again, uh, the Rays are the better team. So I don't think it's one that you can go too heavy on the Royals because the uh, the edge here is just not large enough to be worth a B-grade play. But against Royals or pass for me in this one as the odds just way out of hand for Tampa. They're the better team, but the edges that they have are all they're all okay edges. They're just not big enough edges for me to say that prices near minus 200 make sense. Against the Royals team that every once in a while is competent. You saw it last night. Again, it's totaled at 7. Model says 7.4. Pitcher-friendly ballpark, I don't know. I mean, I probably would go over rather than under, but it's not an over that I think is one that you love. Um, Just given how pitcher-friendly that ballpark is, it could be a low-scoring game. So, again, model maybe leans a little bit over on that one, especially if you're getting a number like seven. At seven and a half, I think it's a complete stay away on the total. One game at 610 Eastern. You'll see me here rocking the Guardians jersey. We got the A-grade winner last night with the Guardians. They've made us so much money, I figured I had to invest in a jersey. Don't worry, I do have a Mariners jersey too um, at this point. Uh, Shane Bieber on the hill tonight. Again, having a solid season, 318 ERA, underlying metrics. Say it should be even a little bit better than that. Just continues to do his thing. Against Johnny Cueto, who continues to pitch really well to the tune of a 278 ERA. Now, the advanced metrics say it should be more around four, so I don't think Cueto is as good as his results have been. I do think he's around average, though. Um, Coming into the season, that was not the case. Coming into the season, we thought Cueto was done. We thought maybe if he holds on, he'll be more in the... You know, we kind of thought coming into the season, it was somewhere between, you know, Dallas... Like, league average, Dallas Keuchel, you know? And it turns out it's closer to league average, you know? It's a solid year. I just... I don't think he can keep this up. It's been a fantastic run. Um, but I, I, the underlying metrics just say he's he's not he's not actually this good. So we get a massive edge here for the Guardians, starting pitcher wise. Relievers have just been fantastic for them as of late. The relievers are grading out towards one of the better sets of relievers in the league. Uh, offensively, these teams are about the same against righties. Now against lefties, I probably would have rather have the White Sox, but against righties, uh, the Guardians' offense rates out better at this point um, of the season. So the the Guardians at home should be should be massive favorites. It's not that dissimilar from the Ray situation. It's just that the price is better. The model says Guardians minus 185 and minus 177. It's a B-grade pick on the Guardians. They've been good to us. Uh, I don't see why that should stop. It's a B-grade play. I, at some point, we have to be leery of the price being too high as it gets into the minus 180s. 
the premium is a little bit much. So I just want to temper that investment a little bit as you're getting closer to what the model says there for minus 185, but, but better than minus 180. It's a B grade investment. I don't see why the Guardians don't continue to roll with Bieber on the hill. Uh, they're just a better team than the White Sox, I think, mainly because of their relievers just being the strength of this team. And what coming into the season, we really thought the White Sox would have an edge offensively. But at this point, I think these offenses, like I said, much closer to each other um, than we ever really projected coming into the season. Again, that might have some rain possibilities, something to keep an eye on there. No wind effect as it'll stay under five miles an hour and moderate temperatures, low 80s to start upper 70s to close. Game that is priced pretty well with regards to the total. It's seven and a half. Model says 7.3. So probably a stay away on the total. Main investment here, I think, just back the Guardians. Again, as long as the price isn't too high, I think they're worth another investment tonight. They've been good to us, and I don't see why that stops tonight. To the 7 o'clock Eastern games, Reds at the Pirates. Mid-80s to start, mid-70s to close. A slight breeze in, but under 5 miles an hour, so no effect there. A game that the model thinks will have a lot of runs, mainly because all of the pitching here is terrible. Model says 9.2, so model says take over 8.5. Last night's game got to 9. This one probably does too. You can, y'all say it with me, right? You can always count on the Pirates or Leavers to give up runs. Uh, they gave up runs last night and blew that one for us. The Reds relievers are not really any better, and these two starters also not good. I mean, this is one of the worst sets of ratings that I can ever remember seeing here But with regards to the starting pitchers and the relievers for all four teams. All four numbers, 125, 128, 130, and 121. I mean, that's bad. I mean, I don't remember seeing numbers that high for all four of those in many games. That's why the model says over. Not that these offenses are any good, but these sets of relievers and starting pitchers leave a lot to be desired. A breakdown of this game is, I don't know, bad baseball. Like, I don't really know what to say. It's bad baseball. Anything can happen. That's kind of the reason I'm on the Reds here at plus 129, because anything can happen. We saw it last night. Um, the only like discernible edge I think that anybody has in this game is offensively. The Pirates' offense is better. So I think the Pirates should be favored. I just don't think they should be favored by a price like minus 140. Model says it should be minus 128. I'll take a chance on the Reds at plus 129. But this one, unless the odds get higher, is probably more of a stay away for me. It's just not a game I want to be invested in because it's terrible baseball that I don't know what's going to happen in. Um, I'll take a chance on the dog here. But I don't like anything in this game. Every unit is below average and not even close, to be honest. Uh, Tyler Beatty does have a 372 ERA, but the advanced metrics say it should be in the upper fours. So I, I don't be fooled by the ERA. He's not that good. Um, he's also not going to give you a lot of length. He started three times now since coming over from the Giants. Uh, the first time, I think he went like one inning. In the last two, I think he's gone three. Maybe he's going to stretch out and get, give you a, few, a little bit more. But I mean, again... Advanced metrics with an ERA close to five. How long do you want him going? And then you've got a bunch of relievers. How, how much do you want them involved? I mean, it's just not going to be – there's not a lot of good pitching here uh, for the Pirates. But it's not like the Reds have anything better. Justin Dunn now, of course, only pitched twice. So his metrics for the season don't really mean a whole lot, but um, also projects very poorly. So, I mean, bad pitching all around, bad hitting. Like I said, I'll take a chance on the dog. But unless you can get like a plus 135 – or plus 140 on the Reds. Now it starts to be like, hey, I don't know what's going to happen, but these odds are getting exciting. At plus 129, I don't know what's going to happen, but the Pirates at home, like they should be favored. So it's not like I'm that excited about this play here. Just a lean at this price for me on the Reds.
17 Eastern Start Time, Rangers at the Twins. Rangers losing a one-run game last night. Uh, hanging in there against a, a really good Twins team today. The different story as Chris Archer is not very good, but Glenn Otto is worse. So yesterday that was the strength that the Rangers have was Martin Perez being able to hold down a really good Twins offense. And for the most part, did that, kept them in the game, gave them a chance to win. But Glenn Otto uh, gets a rating of 119, according to the model. Not very uh, exciting for him. Not that, again, not that I like Chris Archer. Again, both of these guys, um, you know, very poor pitchers, but I think Archer's a little bit better. His underlying metrics for the season say his ERA should be in the mid fours, which is better than Otto's, which the underlying metrics say it should be in the low fives. So Archer probably better just because Otto's so bad. Um, relievers, Twins, pretty good set of relievers here. We saw it last night as they were able to hold down uh, the win. Twins offense better than the Rangers offense at home. They should be favorites. This plays out similar to the Guardians game, in my opinion. Model says it should be Twins minus 177. Not quite as big a favorite as the Guardians, probably because the difference in starting pitcher there is a little bit larger. Not that Cueto's bad, but Peeper's really good. Uh, here, the difference between Archer and Otto. Archer's better, but not by as much. So that's why they're a little bit lower favorite. Otherwise, I think it plays out pretty similar here. Uh, Twins should be favored. Uh, minus 165 is a B-grade play. Model says minus 177. As long as it's minus 170 or better, I'm comfortable with the B-grade play on them. As it gets up into the mid-minus 170s now, again, tempering that investment off a little bit because, again, the premium just gets a little bit too high. But if this price is a B-grade play on the Twins, I think they should win um, on a lot of dogs today. But this this one's a, a favorite that I'm comfortable with here. The Twins are the better team at home, and they should be able to get it done. A game that the model says expects a lot of runs. Totals 8.5. Model says 9.8. And it's not really weather-related here. Uh, Mid-70s to start, around 70 degrees to close, and a wind blowing across. So it has nothing really to do with the weather in this one. The model just thinks that these two starting pitchers are not good and the Rangers relievers are really bad. Model thinks the Twins are going to score a lot of runs today. So maybe a Twins team total over would be worth a look as well. You never know how many runs the Rangers are going to score, but they do have a league average offense and probably are able to get a few runs off Chris Archer. So the model thinks the Rangers can score off of Archer, maybe not the relievers. They ought to be able to put up three-ish runs. Twins, though, off of Otto and a set of bad Rangers relievers. Model thinks they should be able to put up more like six or so. Um, again, model says total close to 10, so it's kind of expecting a six to four type game. Um so again, I think over here makes a lot of sense just because the pitching in this game leaves a lot to be desired. And both offenses are good enough to take advantage of it, get the Rangers offense average, Twins average, offense above average, as opposed to that Reds-Pirates game where the model says over, not because the offense is, but because the pitching is so bad. This one's where the pitching's not as bad, but the offenses are actually competent here. It's the one unit the Rangers have going for them. They have a league average offense. They just don't have a lot of pitching, which has been the problem for the Rangers for the last, I don't know, ask a Rangers fan. 20 years, 25 years, minus, you know, a couple of years where they were decent. That's been kind of the problem for them, and it's the problem still today. Game two in Philadelphia for the Mets and Phillies. No line out right now is, uh, I don't believe we have starting pitchers confirmed, uh, projecting David Peterson versus Bailey Falter, a pair of lefties. Peterson, pretty solid year, 330 ERA, advanced metrics say, Upper threes for him. Model likes him, gives him a 94 grade. Bailey Falter, on the other hand, model does not like upper four ERA. Nearline metrics say it should be in the low five. So pretty big edge here for the Mets, starting pitcher-wise. Just have to remember the Mets' offense projects poorly against lefties. So if it is Falter, the, the only issue is how many innings he can go, but the, every inning he can go deeper 
really helps the Phillies chances. Obviously helps him because if he's going deeper, that means he's pitching well, right? So there's just obviously that like common sense thing. It's kind of like we talk about in the NFL where it's like teams that run the ball a lot win. It's like kind of, but also there's it's a little bit of correlation and causation, right? If they're running the ball, it might be because they're up late. And so they're, they've got all these rushing yards because they're, you know, it's like it, it's 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 which came first, the chicken or the egg, right? It's the same sort of thing. Like if he's going deeper, it means he's pitching well, so that's good. But also, uh, it it bodes well for the Phillies because of the fact that the Mets' offense not as good against lefties. So something to keep an eye on there. That left-handed pitcher that really dings the Mets' chances. When you, if I were to plug in that falters a righty, my projected line on this is changes like over a dime. Um, so I mean that matters here. In this one, if it is these two starting pitchers, the model says the total should be. 10. Still fairly warm mid-80s to start. It will cool down to the upper 70s, but wind still blowing out at 5 to 10 miles an hour. And again, good offenses and some maybe shaky starting pitching. Again, the model doesn't like falter at all. Model says Mets minus 131. They should be road favorites. Again, I will make a pick on this one later on. 7.15 Eastern Mariners at the A's. The 1A grade play. Clearly, this one will be the play of the day despite the big odds. Mariners at minus 178. I think are worth an investment here. Model says it should be Mariners minus 207. Took the Mariners yesterday. Just said the odds weren't great, but they were still decided wanted to be on. They definitely were the side to be on last night. Tonight, the odds are much better. They should be massive favorites here against the A's. The model still does not like James Caprillion, a 433 ERA, which is boosted by playing in Oakland. Underlying metrics say it should be in the low fives, but Logan Gilbert is a pretty dang good pitcher here. Mid three ERAs. The underlying metrics say it should be in the upper three. So, I mean, a massive starting pitcher edge here for the Mariners. Of course, they have much better relievers in the A's and a much better offense. The Mariners should just be runaway favorites in this one. Again, model says minus 207, so at minus 178, it's an A group play on the Mariners. I shouldn't have to tell you too much about this one. We've loved the Mariners. They've been great to us when we've backed them. Uh, I definitely think we should back them tonight. Again, doesn't mean they win. Baseball's weird and weird things happen and good teams lose all the time. So uh, obviously, as always, many of you are preaching the choir here, but you know, don't wager more than we can afford to lose on this one because sports happen and sometimes upsets happen, right? But the price is worth an investment here. I think the Mariners are a great play tonight. Probably one of the two best on the board here that you can make. Again, the model says this price pretty well at 7.5. Model says 7.7. Last one here at this 7 o'clock Eastern time slot, Astros at the Braves. It'll be low 80s in Atlanta, mid-70s closing, slight breeze in but under 5 miles an hour, and again a chance of pop-up showers, a little thunderstorm there, potential. So as always in Atlanta, it seems like here in the summer might have a little bit of a delay. Two good starting pitchers here, Christian Javier and Spencer Strider. Javier's ERA is down to 296. Underlying metrics have him in the mid-threes. Gets a 90 grade from the model. Javier's a guy who... A lot of variants, uh, not that different from Spencer Strider. When these guys are on, they are fantastic. When they're off, they can really struggle, but both of them have a lot of potential here for their team. Strider with that 304 ERA, the underlying metrics say it should be in the low twos. I mean, again, the only problem with this guy is when his pitch count gets high and he gets run from the game early. Otherwise, he has been absolutely phenomenal. It's a 75 rating from the model. So again, two good starting pitchers here, two good sets of relievers. Uh, Braves advantage, of course, on the relievers better than the Astros. Offensively, righty-righty, these offenses are pretty close. Astros offense might be a little bit better, but not by much. Games in Atlanta, Braves should be favored. Question is just by how much. 
Waddle says there's a tiny edge maybe on the Astros, the prices I'm seeing. And right before I hit record, I saw the price go up on this one. So if that stays by the time I get off of this recording, I will tweet out an update. I would up, I would upgrade the Astros to a B grade if it stays at that price. I was seeing more in the mid plus 140s. That would be a B grade here. This morning, I locked in plus 135 as a C-grade pick. This model says it should be 137. So in the mid to upper 130s, probably a lean. I think the Astros are worth a shot here as an underdog. But as that price gets higher, I think the Astros are worth a better look. Again, Strider is fantastic, but these are two really good baseball teams. And I don't think the odds should be that high. It's not dissimilar from what my strategy was with the Braves and the Mets earlier in this week. Now, that did not work out for us at all. But I'm not going to let three or four games discourage us because we're looking at the totality of the season and how these things play out. But in general, when you have two really good teams and one team has a better pitcher and they're slight favorites, uh, or they should be slight favorites, but the odds are giving us a lot of value. It's still a good play. It didn't work out for the Mets Braves earlier this week for us, but it's that same kind of idea. Braves should be favored, but if the Astros are hanging around in the mid plus 140s, that's a big great investment uh, just because I think they're too good and Javier's too good uh, to not give them a little bit more of a look than that. Again, Braves should be favored. I just don't think they should be favored by a price of like minus 150. So it's Astros or pass, at least at these prices for me, as good as Strider is. Again, the model gives him a really good rating. I don't think I can be any higher on Strider. Like I, I can't get to this price for the Braves. And the Braves have been a very puzzling team all season. I don't want to dive down this rabbit hole too much, but there's been so many games where I'm like, I can't get to this price with the Braves. Why are they being priced this good? And then there's so many games the other way around where I'm like, how are the Braves you know, not favored by more than this. Like I can't get to this price for the other team. So the Braves have just been all over the map on their pricing. Uh, we've been on them a lot and against them a lot. This, I just, I just don't know how you can be higher on Strider than the model is. He, he rates, the model rates him really, really well. It rates the relievers really well. It rates their offense pretty good as well. Like I just, I don't know how you can get to a price like minus 150 on the Braves. It mathematically doesn't make sense. They should be favored. But at these runaway prices here, I think the Astros, again, in the mid-140s would be worth a B-grade investment. Uh, again, it's Astros or pass. And again, that the model says, maybe look over total 7.5. Model says 8. The big issue with going over on this one is going to be if there is a delay, uh, it's really going to cool the temperature off. Again, we've got about a projected almost 10 degree difference from first pitch to last pitch. If we have a delay early on in this game or, or it just delays to start by an hour, all of a sudden the temperatures are going to play out a lot cooler for this one, especially after a thunderstorm would come through. And if it were, then, it, then the model would say 7.5 is a pretty good total. So I'm not sure I would be jumping at this over. If there's no, if, if you get closer to game time and it looks like it's going to play in the warmer temps, maybe you look over. Uh, but if there's any delay in this one, that over gets pretty scary because, again, it's going to be a lot cooler and it's going to be much more favorable to the pitchers as that temperature cools down than it would project to be early on. So it's something to keep an eye on there with regards to the model model's projection on that total. 18 Eastern first pitch Cardinals to the Diamondbacks. Took a chance of the Diamondbacks last night. Did not work. I will say today, this is an investment that you really should look into. It's the largest edge on the board. Larger than the Mariners, larger than any other edge here is on the Diamondbacks. Now, I've only got it at a B-grade play, mainly because the Cardinals are good and the Diamondbacks aren't, and backing the Diamondbacks has not been profitable for us. Defeating the Cardinals hasn't been profitable. So I, I can't give it an A-grade, but edge-wise... 
it's a 5% edge. And I, I've been talking about this all week, you know, the, the two or 3% to 5% are usually a grade quality. Once you get six or above, it's an A grade for me, no matter what I'm going to trust it. That's where we had with the Cubs Orioles earlier this week, where I said it was a 6% edge. And there's not been many of those of late, but they've been fantastic to us. It's a 5% edge, a really big edge. So I really think the Diamondbacks are worth a look. It's definitely Diamondbacks are past at these prices. The Cardinals are a good team, a great offense, and they should be favored in this game, but I don't think they should be favored by that much. These starting pitchers are a wash, Dakota Hudson and Madison Bumgarner. Both these guys have mid to low four ERAs, and both of them have underlying metrics that say they're not even that good, that they should be more in the upper fours. Model gives them equal 108 ratings. So, I mean, the starting pitchers are a wash, and the Cardinals relievers at this point now are grading out as actually below average barely. Diamondbacks relievers, not that far behind. I'd still rather have the Cardinals relievers. Don't mishear me on that. It's just, I don't think the gap is that big. Offensively, absolutely, the Cardinals offense is much better. But on the road, that being their only real edge in this game, the model says they should be favored to a price of minus 112. So I mean, at minus 150, again, it's Diamondbacks or pass. This is a large, large edge on Arizona. It's only a B-grade play for me just because... Again, backing the Diamondbacks has not been good, and fading the Cardinals hasn't been good, but it's a large edge. I think you should consider a play here on the Diamondbacks at plus 137. I'm giving it a B grade, but again, it's an A grade edge. Again, model says you should go over. Total is 9. Model says 9.7. Again, relying on the fact that these pitchers are not good, thinks that there should be some runs. Uh, Diamondbacks should have a little bit more success against a pitcher like Dakota Hudson than they were against Miles Michaelis, who again, a good pitcher, an above-average pitcher. That's not the case with Dakota Hudson. So the Diamondbacks' offense, mediocre enough. They're below average, but they're not as bad as the Pirates, not as bad as the Reds, not as bad as, you know, the A's, right? There's a lot of offense they're still better than. They should be able to score off of Hudson. Obviously, the Cardinals should score off of Bumgarner. Model expects a lot of runs. Anything can happen. It's a coin toss-ish type game. Plus 137 offers a lot of value on Arizona tonight. 18 Eastern short time, Giants at the Rockies. Pick the Giants, and of course the Rockies win because the Rockies hate me. You know, I, you know, I, I don't, I don't hate the Rockies. I like Denver. Denver's like one of my favorite cities to visit. Like the weather is usually very pretty. I mean, it's kind of hard to breathe if you do if you jog there. You know, we did a 5K there once. So it was kind of hard to catch our breath. I mean, Denver's like a really nice place. It's real pretty. You know, hiking and it's a fun stadium. You know, but. Apparently the Rockies don't return to love. You know, it's just been, they've been the one of my big bugaboos this season. Giants kind of have two, although we've done better with him lately. Um, Rockies just, again, playing better home in the model gives them a better home field advantage. I don't, I don't know how much more I can turn that up. I mean, they, I've already given them by far the biggest home field edge. I don't know how much more to do, but again, the Giants team that you, you don't mind backing at home. You just don't want to back them on the road for the most part. I'll take a chance on them tonight at plus 155, which means they'll probably lose because, again, they don't they don't like me for some reason. And, again, I, I, I'm sorry. Whatever I've done to offend you, City of Denver, right? I, I, I enjoy you. <laughs> but I'll take a chance on the Rockies here at plus 155. Again, the Giants should be favored. I just don't think by quite this much. Uh, model says Giants minus 158. So not a ton of value on the Rockies here at this price. Maybe worth a flyer. Again, course feels weird. Anything can happen. So big plus odds like you saw last night maybe makes sense. Alex Cobb versus Ryan Feltner. Cobb's a much better pitcher. We said the same thing last night with Alex Wood being a much better pitcher uh, than Jose Urena. There's just that weird, you know, Rockies pitchers kind of, they pitch there a lot and they, they know how to handle a little bit better than some of these pitchers uh, coming in. 
you know, have struggles. You just never know who's going to have those struggles. Uh, maybe Cobb will pitch well. Again, underlying metrics for him say his ERA should be around three. So Cobb's a pretty good pitcher, I think. His ERA's trending down. I've been saying that all year. I like him. He just had some rough outings where the ball bounced the wrong way early on. Uh, but I like Cobb. Uh, now, Feltner, 639 ERA, underlying metrics say mid four. So uh, I don't think he's that bad. He's just not good. I mean, big edge here for the Giants. Starting pitcher, big edge on offense. Both sets of relievers, I think, are terrible. Uh, but, I mean, again, the Giants should be should be road favorites here. But, again, giving the Rockies that little bit of a boost for an extra home field, I just don't think they should be favored by this much. Again, I'll take a fly on the Rockies at plus 155 with a C-grade pick. Worth a look here at these big plus odds, but not really an investment that I'm running to the window to make, given that I, I like Cobb a lot more than Feldner. Um, it should be a little bit chillier tonight in Denver. Mid-70s to start, upper 60s to close, wind blowing out at 5 to 10 miles an hour, maybe up towards 15. So uh, a little bit of a wind boost on a, I don't want to say too cold of a night, but maybe slightly chilly out there. Uh, maybe a chance of rain, but it seems like it will be more play through a shower type situation. Model says total of 11.3. Actual total is 11, so pretty well priced there. Uh, and now, what again, if it was warmer, I would say I like going over 11. But uh, being a little bit cooler, I'd probably go over 11 rather than under. Uh, but it's not one that I'm eager to make. Biggest question there is if the Rockies can get Cobb out early and it gets to their relievers, there should be a lot of runs. So again, I would look over more than under. And like I said, I think the Rockies at these big plus odds, probably worth a look. Nats, the Padres, 840 Eastern. Nats win again. Uh, Big plus odds there if you followed me on that one yesterday. Uh, Remember that first game I said, I don't really know. Last night I said it's Nats or pass. Nats might be worth a flyer. And they probably were. Again, maybe just put a half unit on that or something. You had a massive payout. Uh, tonight, model says Padres minus 254. So it's a similar story to last night. It's Nats are past. The Padres' odds are just too high. doesn't mean the Nats win. I didn't think they were going to win last night, but they did. I didn't think they were going to win the night before, but they did. There is no the Padres are due. There is no the Padres won't get swept by the Nats. We saw how many – I can't remember what they are now because my memory is terrible. But, I mean, we've seen many good teams get swept by terrible teams this season. So uh, – it's possible, right? So don't, uh, there is no Padres or do. Don't put all your money in the Padres. Don't throw them in every parlay that you do. Don't just blindly take a minus two and a half or something crazy like that. And the Padres are the better team and they should be favored, absolutely. But the price and the value is just not there. It's not worth an investment. Put your money elsewhere, please. If you're betting this game, like I said, maybe a flyer on the net, something crazy like last night might happen. They had the same game plan issues the night before, which is just kind of keep it low scoring, and who knows what will happen. Sure enough, Josh Hader happened again. I don't know what's wrong with that guy. I mean, he was one of the most dominant closers in baseball even earlier this season, and then all of a sudden now has been absolutely terrible. I just can't get behind the Padres at a price like minus 300. Again, model says minus 254, so 267. It's a C great pick for me on the Nationals. I think it's worth a look. It's worth a look here. Maybe they do it again. Again, the odds are pretty valuable in my opinion. Temperature-wise, we'll be in the uh, lower 70s to start, upper 60s to close. Winds will be blowing out 5 to 10 miles an hour. Model says it's priced pretty right total-wise. Total 7.5. Model says 7.7. Josiah Gray versus Joe Musgrove. Gray is what he is with that 4.79 ERA. Um, Probably a little bit below average. Again, has potential, just okay. Musgrove has kind of overall not been as good as of late. Still with a 298 ERA and underlying metrics, though, say it should be three, uh, mid, mid, mid threes ish, uh, mid to low threes. So uh, Musgrove's still a better starting pitcher. I still think he's better. He should have success against this Nats team. Um, 
but the Padres in general should have success against the Nats and lost the first two, so it doesn't guarantee anything. Uh, but I mean, Musgrove's a better pitcher. Padres relievers, though, not really any better than the Nats relievers. And again, that's the game plan here for the Nats is just hang on early, uh, keep it close, and then when the relievers get involved, who the heck knows what's going to happen? That's exactly what happened again last night. Obviously, Padres much better offensively, but these prices are just not justifiable. Padres should be big favorites, but not this big. Again, taking a flyer on the Nats, it's Nats or pass. I think they're worth a look tonight. Another dog, again, worth a look is the Marlins here at 910 Eastern at these massive prices. Couldn't quite get it done for us last night, but again, hung in there, did everything we asked them to at those big odds. And I see a similar story tonight. Lazardo last night was fantastic. Talked about how he had the potential to keep them in that ball game, and he sure enough did. And I think Braxton Garrett is a similar story, an above-average pitcher, 367 ERA in the season, and that's no mirage. He's actually that good. Again, the Marlins, this is what they do, and that's why I said this is a, a situation where we're back in the Marlins all series here, I'm, I'm guessing, just because they got starting pitching that can hang in there, and at these odds, they might accidentally win a game. And they might not, but again, being on the Dodgers is just a fool's errand. Like I talked about, I talked about yesterday. I said specifically, I said, hey, if you back the Dodgers all three games, they got a sweep for you to make money. I said, and if you say, oh, I'll take the run line, what happens when they win one big, they win one by one, and they lose one? Sure enough, one by one last night. So I mean, I, I just can't. Again, Padres, Dodgers, both really good teams at home, but I, the prices are just not worth an investment. I say the same thing again tonight. Garrett can keep them in this ball game. The Marlins relievers slightly below average. Um, but I mean, if they give up two runs like last night, they got a shot, you know, they can't score, but they might not need to score that many runs in order to get a win. I think it's going to be another, uh, low scoring game. This one, the model says absolutely go under, uh, the total is actually 8.5 model says 7.4. So it's a hard under according to the model. And I tend to agree. I think it's going to be another low scoring game. I think the Marlins got a shot. Everything I said about yesterday, about how you feel about this game, the correlation between the total and the side here holds true again tonight. Uh, if you missed that, go back and watch the end of yesterday. I don't want to go back through it again, but it's the same setup as yesterday. Dodgers offense much better, relievers better. Uh, but starting pitcher-wise, I mean, they can hang in there. Uh, last night with Lazardo, tonight with Garrett. Dustin Mayo make it season debut for the Dodgers. The guy who hasn't pitched in over a year now was fantastic last season before um, going down to Tommy John surgery. Projects pretty well, but a guy making his first start over a year, you don't really know how deep he's going to go. Obviously, they've had plenty of time to coddle him with rehab starts, but it's just different when you pitch in front of the big lights. Uh, you just never know how it's going to go. It's, it's similar. We talked about the colors last week against the Ace. It's a soft landing spot facing the Marlins for sure, and that should help him out a lot. But you just are expectations just a little tempered here. Um, you know, early on, first start or two. Uh, for a guy coming back having not pitched in such a long time. So, I mean, May's a really good pitcher, but I just you just don't know what you're going to get. Uh, yeah, just can't. I just, again, Dodgers might win this game. They might run away with it. Uh, the price is just not of value, in my opinion. Do Marlins plus 224 is a C-grade pick. Model says 230. So, not enough to get us that B-grade investment we had last night. Um, last night, we actually had a pretty big edge. Uh, this was not as big of an edge. I'm only on a C-grade pick with the Marlins. Again, the model says it's priced that you should be on the Marlins. But again, it's not a as, as horrible of odds uh, as last night on the Dodgers. It's just minus 250 is just way too much backing a pitcher who hasn't pitched in over a year uh, against a guy who, in Braxton Garrett, who, like I said, can absolutely keep the Marlins in the game just like Lozardo did last night. This is the part of the show where I usually recap my apex. 
it's one, it's the Mariners tall we got for you today. They're minus 178 at the A's. Otherwise, a lot of handful of B picks, a lot of C picks, a lot of games that I think are worth a look, maybe some underdogs win today. Uh, hopefully, you've heard some things that can help you dodge some landmines today. That's all I've got for you. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Picks with the Professor. Reminder to check out the Google Sheet for model picks, projections, and results. You can find that link and more at the website, www.pickswiththeprofessor.com. If you haven't done so yet, please click that subscribe button to ensure all the sports betting content we provide on this channel shop right into your feed. Again, tomorrow, that special episode on a Sunday for you about arbitrage. I think it'll be a lot of fun. Check that out uh, if you're interested. If you don't know what that is, uh, I think it's some really interesting stuff. Uh, back with regular picks episodes on Monday and probably a college football week zero episode. I can't believe it's almost that time, but that's coming with cousin Jared. I know he's chomping at the bit for that. So best of luck this weekend. And until I see you again, remember you can eat your betting money, but please don't bet your eating money.